0: Uh, I just got in a while ago, like right before 6 30 ish and uh, I just want to let
1: you know I got here
0: safely, so uh, give me a call when you can. Love you much you
2: bye-bye. A little better, I was just singing you the, the lyrics of that by Nars Barkley. I think it's their best song. I know everybody always crazy. says crazy, but um, that is not the view that I hold.
0: How long was, um, do you know how long CeeLo Green was in the group? Because I know the first song I heard from them was Crazy, and I didn't hear it. I don't remember hearing any more song, any more songs from them.
2: I just think that's because they didn't get played on the radio past that point, but yeah. they had a couple albums come out. And, you know, I knew of him years before then because he was a part of the Goody Mob.
0: Yeah, I... I... Yeah, I think I um, I remember you telling me that, yes. Yes. Alana? Yes.
2: I want to hold space for you today. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> what does that mean?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It seems like people are starting to use these buzz terms more and more. Like, I want to hold space. space for you. And uh, what's another good one? Mindful is becoming a, a buzzword, even though I use it a lot. But I feel like... I know how to use it in the proper context. Okay. I'm wondering, babes. Okay. If the generation coming up
0: mm-hmm.
2: are going to have a backlash against these like buzzwords. Like, you guys um, say this stuff so much it doesn't mean anything anymore.
0: I hope there is. <laughs> because I, I mean, hold space sounds like. Some like new age terminology, right?
2: I want to hold space for you. I wanna... while I check my phone,
0: yeah.
2: uh, text with my friends, and interrupt you if I hear something I don't like.
0: I, I, know, <laughs> no, I know, I know. You know what else I've been hearing? Well, I mean, this 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 phrase has been around for a long time, but I remember, I remember hearing when I was uh, growing up as a teen. Teen, the the phrase "touch bases," right? I want to touch base. I use that. I know. Yeah. Like, I want to catch up. I want to touch base. Um, it, it's it's so funny how we come up with a new vernacular, but this is the first time I ever heard hold space. Is that like a, a term for, I want to give you space to, uh, to gripe about stuff?
2: It sort of means <laughs> you have an opportunity to say what's on your mind, but the people I've heard say that yeah. generally tend to zone out after the first 30 seconds. I've heard it for many
0: years. <laughs> I've never—I don't think I've ever heard it until today that I can think Interesting. of. Interesting. But I—I I, I do agree that there are these weird buzzwords, and I hope that there is some pushback against those because, uh, yeah, <laughs> some are just some are just like so unnecessary.
2: What are we doing this for, guys? Just use
0: just use regular, regular language. language
2: and at some point it just becomes part of the vernacular and it doesn't mean anything anymore yeah. because it's used by people who don't really back it up
0: yeah they don't really want to listen to you no <laughs> and um and yeah i know i totally get that i've also been hearing i've also been hearing the word trigger a lot right mm mm-hmm. mhm and I think a lot of people use it – I don't use it much, but a lot of people use it to say something like, oh, it triggered – something triggered me to react that way, right? Or triggered me to get angry at this person because they aren't – um they said something that I think is really
1: disgusting disgusting, or whatever.
0: I just think that triggered – the word triggered or trigger is an excuse to – um to lash out at somebody. I mean, I mean, really lash out. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about like, uh, getting irritated, mildly irritated, but actually trying to hurt somebody. Would you agree?
2: I don't know if I'd say that. I think that people today have the belief that, and again, I don't think this is just like a woke thing. I think it happens on all sides. Although hold space is definitely more of a lefty term, at least for now. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, Everybody thinks that their opinion is the most important opinion in the room. And then people like will fight that vigorously and say, I don't think that, you know, but you know, I just need to express myself, but that's my feeling. I feel that most people think that what they have to say is gospel. And the result of that is people get upset easily when they feel that their beliefs aren't being represented by other people. Not everybody, but it gets upset with that, but a good portion of the population.
0: I think some people just can't you know as as painful as it is to be talking to someone that re- that vehemently disagrees with you, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what side you're on. They vehemently disagree with you and not only do they vehemently disagree with you, but they're very um hostile, right? I I, I don't know. I think I think some people use the word trigger to be extra um to to excuse or hostility i mean that's how i feel i don't know if that's correct
2: i'm sure it happens it definitely does
0: because the thing i i never want to be towards somebody is very hostile and i think that never solves anything and it never um it it never makes for a good uh, discussion or a debate i i think that hostility is is not the way to go and um, as frustrating as it could be for any side of the spectrum um, Hostility is just not the way to go But yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard that phrase Hold space <laughs> Before before today <laughs> 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 But yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah Well I've heard that a lot babes
0: so. Okay
2: yes, I'm holding space for you today As long as you agree with me
0: Why can't people just say I want to listen to what you have to say I don't know I, I care about your feelings I care about what's on your mind I appreciate your you sharing with me what you want to share, right? Yes. Why can't people just say that instead of saying, "I want to hold space"?
2: You know what? I'm gonna find I'm gonna try to do that because I find myself saying "hold space" for people a lot, and I'm gonna to try to uh, say, "I just want to listen to you."
0: Yeah, I think it, I think it's so much more clear, mm-hmm. you know, instead of uh, pretending to listen for five minutes, five, sec-
2: 30 <laughs> five seconds, thirty five or
0: thirty seconds, even not even a minute. Yes. Anyway.
2: I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was on Facebook.
0: I was on Clubhouse.
2: Yes, I was on Clubhouse.
0: <laughs> By the way, did you get your carrots?
2: Oh, I completely spaced on that because I did go on Clubhouse. So I, Oh,
0: my god! I was in this,
2: one of the space rooms. Not hold space rooms, but... <laughs> where they were talking about, like, um, right. space travel. Yeah. And they called me up to the stage because they had less people in there, but I didn't go up yeah. because, I, one, I didn't have anything interesting to say on the su- subject, yeah. and, two, I knew that you were going to come out soon. And I didn't want to be like, i got
0: to go. My girlfriend's here. She thinks I'm doing something constructive.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: actually in a space room on Clubhouse. No, I no, it's kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then they might, they might ask me to say something, and I'm just like, I don't know what it is oh and how did how were they, they how did they do that did they just say hey you hey you and that uh
2: there's a button you can press <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it'll say would you like to come up on stage and you could say yes or you could say maybe later and i put maybe later mm-hmm. then i silently left the room
0: ah uh, okay yes all right all right so they didn't actually call like literally call you
2: out no they didn't say Ham and come to the stage <laughs> okay. we're all in space for you bro <laughs>
0: We'll hold space for you for the remainder of 30 seconds. Yes.
2: And it took us 20 seconds to say your name, so make it snappy. <laughs> j Yes. Your uh, friend is back. In town.
0: Can we please not discuss this? This is very embarrassing. Oh. Sometimes I wonder if you do that to provoke me.
2: Oh, I would never do that, babes.
0: Really? Seriously?
2: Well, in any event... Uh, it's
0: very uncomfortable okay
2: i'm glad you have somebody to hang out with when i'm not here
0: it's not someone to hang out with it's just something Uh, i have uh. to deal with
2: well good good babes, good well i'm happy for you babes Yes, but uh,
0: i i i will say that i do not have like severe symptoms like i don't get severely irritable or um i don't like get very really depressed and cry because i know people are i know some women are like that but it is uncomfortable <laughs> just to say that. Okay, uh, next subject, please.
2: Oh, my goodness. We had trouble sleeping last night. I was having no, I did. horrible indigestion. You were tossing around.
0: I, I, I didn't get to sleep until after 1.
2: Same for me. We talked for a little while around 1 because I was trying to play on Clubhouse and also on Instagram.
0: Oh, goodness. But Live, you figured that
2: out. Living that Instagram life. I set up an account so people could contact me from Clubhouse if they wanted to. Right. That's the only reason I put it together. And I also wanted to promote stuff that I'm doing there. Yeah. So from what I understand, and I'm new to this, so I'm sure I'm completely wrong. Yeah. You can post text on Instagram, but it has to be under a photo. And I was trying to figure out, well, as a blind guy, how could I utilize this? Finally, it hit me. I could write a note that says, read the post down below. And that'll be like a photo I put. And then underneath the photo, I'll put my actual commentary. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, babes?
0: I think that might work. Yeah. Them. I mean, I don't know anything about Instagram, and I personally don't care. But, um, but I think if you can use that uh, platform to uh, get people to listen to something on a clubhouse that you put up there, I think that would be really cool.
2: Very good, babes. Yeah. Yes, yes. <clears throat> yes. But enough about Clubhouse for now. Yes. Well, I'm sure it'll come back in conversations eventually.
0: I'm sure it will. Yes,
2: yes, yes. Yes. We've both finally fell asleep. I woke up a couple times and then... I was
0: really worried because I thought I heard you... Um, you were breathing funny or something and I, was, I wasn't sure if you were going to get sick or something because I... You know, and I wasn't quite awake. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
2: I fell back asleep again and woke up around 9.30. Mm -hmm. It was 9.27, actually, and then I finally woke you up.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I just was not... My body was just not letting me sleep, and then I finally did. I guess I must have needed it, I suppose. Anyway, enough about that.
2: Enough about that, babes. Yesterday... Yeah. We watched the series finale... A Star Trek: Deep Space Nine.
0: I enjoyed it. I thought it was bittersweet, and I understand you had some problems with some of it. And, but I thought it was very bittersweet. Um, there are some things about the ending that I would agree with you on that should have been, you know.
2: Yeah, different. Do you want me to give a little bit of commentary Go ahead, on yeah, it? Yes. it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I believe, if I remember correctly, it starts off that the Defiant is going into battle, and it's the new one that they got after the old ship was destroyed. So Cisco's like, okay, let's end this war. Then we go to uh, Major Kira on um, on the surface of Cardassia with Damar and Garrick. Mm-hmm. Now I know recently I've been trying to do it where I focus on one storyline, mm-hmm. but because these kind of collide, it's going to be I'm going to tr- still attempt to do that, but they kind of collide in an interesting way, so it's a little bit more difficult. Yes, they, um. Damar is starting, people are, now they're aware that he's alive and uh-huh. they're starting to fight back against the Dominion. Yes. Finally, they show the founder lady who is hanging out with your buddy Wayoon. Uh-huh. And they're like, you know, we got to do something. This other Kardashian comes in the room, but people are starting to rise up. We got to send a message to them. Uh-huh. And they decide, you know what, from now on. Whenever Damar attacks one of our bases, we are going to destroy a Cardassian city. And let's start by uh, leveling one right now. Yeah. So they do it. There's a broadcast on their version of TV. And it's in basically saying, we just killed two million people. We want uh, to be cool with everybody. So make sure that you don't su- support Damar and the Resistance. Right. Around this time, Mila who is Garrick's old Maid. housemaid, yep. goes up to answer the door. And she is pushed down, basically killed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: These Jem'Hadar soldiers come down. Actually, this is a little bit later in the episode. It is
0: but later, but it's okay. It's, it's important.
2: Yeah, and, and this is also an inspiration for people to go and watch
0: yeah. the finale. Right.
2: Jem'Hadar soldiers come down, capture the three of them, and the order is given that we have to execute them. They have to be killed for what they did, mm-hmm. but the Jem'Hadar are with some Cardassians who are not very happy about the two million people who were just killed. So they rise up, kill the Jem'Hadar, and then eventually get to a point where Kira, Damar, and Garrick are trying to figure out how to get into the headquarters of the Dominion. Mm. They start to laugh because it's such a weird situation. They want to storm the castle, but they can't get in. Finally, a Jem'Hadar soldier opens up one of the doors to throw out uh, a Cardassian, the one who basically replaced Damar. They storm, get inside, but before they can, Damar is killed. Ah. Right? Yes. They make their way through the area and take over the main like bridge center of commands mm. by now the federation has been fighting the dominion and Cardassian ships have turned against um the Jem'Hadar and the brain and are fighting them because of what's been going on mm-hmm. so they're in a lot of trouble i really like this part of the episode where the founder lady says it looks like you're going to win the war but you're going to lose so much yeah. that at the end of the day, you're going to wonder if it was worth, worth it or not. Yeah, it was
0: really, it was really telling when she said it.
2: Yeah, and I think it's true in this episode. It's not like they it's... have cake and ice cream at the end. <laughs> of it.
0: It's, it's, it's. That's why it, it's, it's quite. Um, yeah, because they all lost. Mm-hmm. They all lost a lot.
2: Yes, yes, but we're going to get there.
0: We're going to get there soon. Not quite there yet. Yes, and they have this. Should I mention that after this, she? Um, you mentioned the part where she has. Accepted to go
2: to trial. Well, I was just gonna get there. Okay. Yes. Thank you for jumping ahead. So you're welcome. Yes. Oh.
0: <laughs> so
2: Odo agrees to beam down. Founder lady's dying. He links with her. She so agrees to go on trial in exchange. Odo is gonna go back and hang out with the founders for who knows how long. Probably forever.
0: He's gonna help them out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the war ends. By now we found out that O'Brien is going to be leaving the S nine to go to uh, Earth. Yep. To work as an instructor at the academy. Yep. And we know because I, I forgot to mention this. I think I got it wrong. The episode started uh, with Bashir and Ezri in bed. So the, they, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was a really weird. So beginning. they're
2: now a full-on couple. They're not just making out.
0: No, they're yeah.
2: It's moved on to their love
0: I know.
2: Yes. It's it which is
0: kind of strange. I think it's a weird coupling, but
2: we go back to DS9, the treaty is signed, mm-hmm. the founder lady walks past Sodom, and basically says something like, This is in your hands now, do what you will. Yep. We should also state that Danami De- and Adami, Gold- Adami yes. and Goldicott
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> have gone to the fire caves in Bajor. Yep. And decided to start the process of unleashing the Paw Wraith.
0: Oh, yes. There's a lot of fire that happens. Literal fire.
2: Adami almost killed Gul but the Paw Wraith brought him back and changed him back into his own image. Yep. They're kind of fighting over everything. So we're going to get to that in a minute. We are. Back to the station. People, everybody, like the senior staff, is celebrating at Vic Fontaine. And Cisco gives a speech saying, you know, uh, I know that we're all going to go our separate ways, but part of us, a significant part, will always be here on Deep Space Nine. Yep. Everybody's having a good time. Ben has this realization that he has to finish his work and go down to the fire caves. Yep. So he leaves the party, takes a shuttlecraft down there, and a struggle happens. Adami burns up. Galdicot is pushed into this lake of fire with Ben, but Ben is rescued by the prophets who said that you served your purpose because when you were going into the lake of fire, that book that unleashed the paw wraith went into, and that traps them in there forever. So you're good with us, and you're going to stay here for a certain amount of time. You know it is time.
0: Yeah.
2: And we're just going to hang out here and smoke the peace pipe.
0: They didn't smoke anything.
2: Well, you know. We're exactly. back at the station. Yes. And they're looking for the captain. They know that he went down to Bayshore, but they can't find him. Mm-hmm. Cassidy Yates has a vision. And he says, I'll be back. I don't know when. It could be a year. Maybe wait, I wait, wait.
0: Did you say Cass- Cassidy has a has a vision?
2: Yeah, you watched the episode.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. So, she, yeah, she goes down there. She realizes what happened,
2: but go on. Well, you don't agree with me that it was a vision or what?
0: No, I just couldn't remember if she had a vision or if she actually went down there. No,
2: no, no. She had a vision. Oh, she did. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. I, I did not know that.
2: Okay. Anyways, he says, I'll be back when I'm back. Just hold down the fort for me.
0: He's at, he's at the celestial temple at this point.
2: Take care of my kid. You're my baby mama. Uh, be good.
0: He did not say that.
2: He, he did not say that. He
0: did not say that. In fact, the baby wasn't even mentioned. Oh. <laughs>
2: Maybe she had a, an abortion. I don't know. Hey. 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 Yeah, hey. It's for horses. Cassidy comes back, tells the crew what happens. Mm-hmm. By now, Odo is getting ready to leave. And he tells Kara, I have to do this for my people. But I do have one request. Would you be willing to take me back to uh, where the shapeshifters are? I forgot the, where the I, I forgot what it, it was, yeah. Yeah. She says, okay. About to leave court comes up to him and he's like you know uh aren't you gonna say anything to me like i was a worthy adversary or you really respected me
0: and (laughs) he's like
2: no "No," and he just walks into this because
0: he wasn't good with goodbyes yeah he
2: just goes into the runabout
0: he's like no i am not gonna say goodbye to you
2: (laughs) kira takes odo to the planet he shapeshifts uh from his regular uniform into this nice suit, because he says this is the way I want you to remember me. Yeah. She adjusts his bow tie. Yeah. He goes into the lake, where which is basically made up of the founders, and slowly becomes liquid as he's waving goodbye to her, as, or his, as his hand is extended to her and hers yeah. to his.
0: Right.
2: Which is a very sad scene.
0: It's a very sad scene because that's that means the end of uh, seeing Odo ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is.
2: All right. Colonel returns, sees in Captain Sisko's office, mm-hmm. Nog comes in, they exchange words. He's like, okay, you're a lieutenant now, and I'm sure uh, the emissary would be proud of you. He leaves. Mm-hmm. She plays with uh, Ben Sisko's baseball, yep. goes out, is walking around, tells Pork that he could go to jail for placing bets on... On who the next uh, Kai is going to be, right, right, right. And then she sees Jake looking out into space at the window as the wormhole opens. She goes over, stands next to him. They look out together, and that's the end of the episode.
0: It's so interesting how that ends. Yeah,
2: yeah. I love the final scene of the episode.
0: Yeah, it's like wow. It's it's kind of like they're they're looking out. I'm guessing it's because they're looking out to see if they can find their captain.
2: Well, it's a way of looking at. It's a representation of where he's at. I yes. don't think they think that he's just going to fly outside of the wormhole or anything.
0: Yeah, well, you know, they're they're kind of looking in. Yeah, I I I, I like that. I mean, I I think that's a really good ending.
2: It's a powerful one too. It's
0: very powerful. Yeah,
2: I enjoyed this episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A couple of slight criticisms. Uh, criticisms I have. Um, I, Ben Sisko is one of my favorite characters in all of Star Trek, not just the show.
0: Yeah.
2: But I do think that he should have died when he (laughs) fell into the lake of fire with Dukat.
0: I have to say, I think I would agree with you on that because then it would have been, then it would have been a real ending to, to Sisko and, um, you know, Cassidy wouldn't have to wait for him to come back. Cause we yeah, didn't know.
2: it's now this open-ended thing.
0: Yeah, it is. And um, she knows that she would have to raise their child on their own. In fact, I wouldn't even... I would say that she shouldn't have even gotten pregnant.
2: Oh, I completely agree with you. We've discussed that before. I think that's lazy yeah. writing.
0: I think that she should have just found out that he had this mission. Uh, because, because now the baby complicates... Um, this whole storyline like okay so now i have to wait for my husband to come back and i don't even know when he's going to come back
2: if he's going to come back in my lifetime
0: right and and is this baby going to be raised without without his or her father and of course we'll never know that because it ended like that so i think you're i think in this case you're right as much as i wouldn't want him to die i think it would have been a much more um it would be much more explanatory That
2: way. There's an interesting scene in the documentary, What We Left Behind. Yeah. And I believe the finale is called What They Left Behind. What They
0: Left Behind.
2: I think so. I could be wrong with that.
0: Okay.
2: And I checked, but unfortunately that would stop the recording. Oh. And I should have checked before this, but I'm Rick. I didn't
0: do that. (laughs) I remind you.
2: Yes. In the documentary, What We Left Behind, there's a scene where they reunite the old writers of the show. And they start brainstorming of ideas of what an eighth season would look like. Uh It's pretty interesting. But, I mean, they've even said since then, listen, don't take this as this is what happened. Think of this as just some guys who worked on the show speculating. But don't... Just because we said it in the documentary, it's not fact that this is what would have happened in an eighth season.
0: Okay.
2: Um, But it was interesting. Their thought was Cisco would come back after, I think, like 10 or 20 years Uh by now... Kira would be a spiritual leader on Bejor, and she'd have to choose between her friends and the Bejoran people uh-huh. because there would be some corruption there. Right. Um, I don't know it was it was it was fun to watch, but
0: wow, yeah, Huh.
2: that doesn't mean it's true.
0: That would have been kind of an interesting season mm-hmm. if if they decided to make one. Which um,
2: I hope they don't.
0: I hope they don't too. I think you know. I think it's kind of. Um. It's kind of interesting to end on a cliffhanger even though I don't really I don't like cliffhangers all the time because I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's good that they ended on a cliffhanger and just left it open to interpretation.
2: I like that we don't know if Cisco ever sees Jake or his unborn child again. You like that? Yeah. Why do you like that? I mean, I listen I would have preferred that he died and that we just know for sure. Yeah. But it's better than, Oh, everything's okay at the end of the episode and we're hugging and, and Cisco just going to go down to Bezier and retire. Right. You know,
0: I think a lot of shows try to do that. Like they, it's a happily ever after thing. And I like that sometimes, but sometimes it's like, um, you know, maybe, maybe it should have a more realistic ending. Like <clears throat> we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. We're going to end here.
2: We don't, I mean, in, it's not really happily ever after <laughs> with this show. No, it is. Like, isn't. some good things happen, but they still have to deal with a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we have to deal with in life anyway. Mm-hmm. You, you know, life isn't always fair. Life isn't always uh, sunshine and rainbows and all that because it isn't. And we have to just deal with life, and life gives us a lot of stuff, and you just have to learn how to deal with it.
2: Now that you've seen a fair representation of the story arc of DS9, because there's a lot of episodes we skipped, but yeah. I feel that you got the gist of it.
0: I did. I mean, I can understand why you wouldn't want to show me some of the things, although I do want to, I, I am interested to see the, the mirror episodes, even though that we pretty much finished the series.
2: We can go back at some point.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be kind of fun.
2: Yeah, but what are your overall thoughts on the show?
0: I don't know why people don't like it. <laughs> I really don't. And and you were right when we first watched it. You're like, this is the kind of show that will make you think. And there are people that don't like it. But, uh, you know, bear with me. Um, This, you, you may not know what you think about the first episode, but I think you're going to like
2: it. Yeah, right? give it a shot because it takes, it, takes it takes a, a while. little while for it to grow on you. Yeah, yeah. Although I think you enjoyed it pretty quickly. Because I I remember we watched the first episode, which is called The Emissary, and then we watched The Visitor, and then we went back to season one.
0: The Visitor was great.
2: That's my all-time favorite Star Trek
0: episode. Yeah, that is a really great episode. Yeah. Yes.
2: Uh, What other thoughts do you have on the series as a whole?
0: I thought the cast for this show was amazing. Um, I think and a lot of them are still alive, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think that they had a lot of chemistry together you know yeah i mean i i thought it was really cool to know that uh armin shimmerman and the the guy who played uh odo when he was alive were really good friends so that you can tell their chemistry on screen because they were in another thing together they
2: were in a play uh, like 10 years before this yeah the the guy who renee said in an interview that i saw that uh armin shimmerman was probably his closest friend from the show
0: And you can really tell that because of how they interact as Quark and Odo. They really do like each other in real life. And even though Odo doesn't really like Quark in the show, you can tell that, you know, they're just, that's just acting.
2: And I like that because (laughs) at the end of the episode, he says, say goodbye to Quark, but he's prompted to do it by Kira. Because he's like, tell everybody I said goodbye to them. I meant to say goodbye to them. And she's like, even Quark? And he's like, even Quark. But he doesn't do it willingly. Yeah. like you to me you still get the friend the sense like he still doesn't like quark he just doesn't hate him yeah you know it's not like he thinks of him is his best friend or anything
0: right right
2: and most shows I felt would have gone the stereotypical route of you know tell quark uh, tell everybody I say goodbye even quark because he really was a good guy yeah and, yeah, yeah
0: and they you know and El say something like they'll have, like, a, a heart-to-heart conversation towards the end, and it's like, you know what? I really did like you. I just was playing around. Right? Yeah, no, and I like
2: I like really... that he didn't give Cork uh, a hug or anything.
0: <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Or
2: send him his address and say, send me a <laughs> postcard.
0: Yeah, and, 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 it, and it just shows just what kind of uh, chemistry they really had. Like, they really played off of each other very well. I can only imagine if uh, the actor who played Oda was still alive, how they would really interact with each other uh, privately off the set. Yeah. You know, if, if they were like, you know, he did a really good job. I'm glad that they wrote that he didn't say goodbye to Cork. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, I, just, I only wonder that. Um, but, I mean, it, it seems like to me that they picked a really great cast for this, uh, this um, Star Trek show. And
2: because. it's interesting, too, because it's not just the main cast, but the supporting characters... You get to know these supporting characters like um, Garrick, obviously. Yeah. Even though I'm not a big fan of his character, Brunt, Wayun. Oh yeah. Um. So, are, yeah, Wayun is great. Even though a, I, I hate him, I, don't I like love Wei-Yun. to hate. But I would love to hate Wayun. You, you know, know what it's, I mean?
0: You know what's so funny though that the same guy plays Wayun and Brunt. Yeah. And they're completely different characters. Mm-hmm. But he's that he's that good. I mean. Wei Yun is kind of a sniveling guy.
2: Yeah, I like I love to hate him. I love to hate Decot. Oh, He's, Descartes is
0: so good though. The yeah. guy who plays him is so good. Yeah, and, and of course we love to hate Kai Wen. Oh, of course. I mean, and and that's just a testament to how good these actors are. And I keep thinking because when I was a kid, right, I told you this before. When yeah. I was a kid, I hated all the villains and movies and cartoons because you know you 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 hate the bad guys. You want. And when you're a kid, you want the good guys to win. But I'm thinking, well, as I get older, I'm like, well, that's just a testament to how good these actors are. Because they really convince you that you should hate this person. Yeah. Right? You should really, really hate this person. Yeah. I, I
2: also really like that Major Kira was a former terrorist. And she doesn't oh, yeah. apologize. She's never like, I'm sorry I did these
0: right, things. Right, right. So
2: she owns it.
0: Because she, she did what she felt she had to do at the time. Yeah. I and, think that uh, that's really cool. It is and you told me you heard that you 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 saw her in interviews and she said that she's really good she's uh, she seems very nice
2: she seems like a really cool lady yeah yes, yes. what would you I know it's hard to do this but I
0: can't do that oh you want me you want me you want me to grade it
2: yeah on the grade whole it? series as a whole from uh one to ten oh. if you can't do it that's fine
0: I would say a nine I would agree. Because, you know, there are some issues in some episodes, but overall, I mean, the cast is great, the music is great, the acting is great, and there are some major, major, major episodes that are awesome, so I would give it a a solid nine. Yes.
2: And to me, a lot of it, we discuss this all the time, I have to believe I'm watching reality when I'm viewing either a movie or TV show. I have to be able to suspend disbelief. I yeah. guess that's how you would say.
0: Suspend disbelief.
2: Yeah, and like with this Suspend show, yeah. I know it's not reality, but it makes me believe in shapeshifters for the time yeah. that I'm watching it. I can believe in the Cardassian Empire as a real thing. It has, yeah. it's that good.
0: It really makes it seem like there is a world out there that is the Deep Space Nine world and the the federation of planets, right? And it, and it's funny because Earth is kind of mixed up in this crazy world. hmm so it's and I keep forgetting, oh yeah, they're humans, and yeah. uh alien uh you know they're 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 made up to look like aliens. I keep forgetting they're humans, and they sound funny with their um makeup on
2: and it's interesting in the time when we were always talking about diversity that this show really had that, so you had like it certainly did a black uh widower who is in charge of things, uh-huh, you know. And who has a son, but he, he's running the ship, the station. Yep. You have, um, crew members from different, uh, species, I guess you would say. And you had, um, a transsexual, a transsexual character in, uh, Dax. And.
0: Oh, oh, oh yeah. Well, a transsexual. Oh, yeah. What, what do you mean?
2: I would consider a, tra- a Dax a transsexual.
0: No, because, because she is, I mean, Jadzia is a woman, right? Yeah,
2: but she's lived the life of men too.
0: That's. I don't know if I would call her transsexual. I,
2: I, w- I would absolutely. I mean, I mean,
0: it. the the memories that she has, right? Anyway, that's that's a thing. That's another thing. Seg- um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was diverse, uh, real. I think that really explains real diversity without being
2: oh hitting you over the head with it. it without being overly woke,
0: right? Yeah. It, it's not even woke at all. It's just it's just uh, diversity in its uh, purest form. Without any, um, without any apologies for it. Yes. And I think that's what shows should be. You know, don't mention, don't you don't have to mention that this person is black or whatever, Asian. It doesn't really, it doesn't matter. It's just it it's is a, who they are. It's who they are, right? I mean, and and I and I like it, and especially in that time of the uh, mid to late nineties, right when. Um this is going on. I, I I like that they never um never really mentioned it. It was just this is our cast and we love our cast.
2: Yeah, I agree yeah. so much. Another question I have for you is what would you rate the first episode of the show and oh, what no. would you rate the series now? <laughs>
0: You're gonna do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> um Oh boy. First episode I think it would be an a solid 8. Okay. Second episode, I think it would be... Or, I'm sorry, the, the last episode would be a solid 9.
2: I would agree with you. Okay. I would agree with you. Good. And...
0: And, and, I, and I graded an 8, even though it's a really good score. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't know who Ben Sisko was. Um, I didn't know the whole storyline with his... <clears throat> His wife, I didn't even know about his son, Jake, and why they had to move on DS9. So I didn't know these characters.
2: I think it's not my favorite episode, but the more I see it, the more I like the pilot. Mm -hmm. And the thing I've always enjoyed about it, though, is it does do a really good job of introducing you to these characters and letting you know who they are.
0: I also like, too, that they bring back other actors to play different parts like remember when i remember um whose brother was that um kern was the brother of uh wharf yes thank you i think the person who played the voice of kern the the actor who played kern i think he might have played the older jake
2: i think you're correct on that
0: and i thought hey wait a minute is that the same guy and i like that they bring him back but it's not like uh obvious thing right yeah they
2: don't like oh this is jake from the uh alternate universe we created in that one episode and now he's here and what's this going to be like did, he just is back right as a different character
0: but i like that Kern. you know Kern was given a job on uh, ds9 and um it, i mean that that was a good episode but i think that they brought his that actor back and i'm glad that they were they are bringing Actors, really good actors, to play different parts because it really shows their um, acting abilities. Like the the difference between Yun and Brunt.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, I, I mean, I only knew it was the same guy because they talked to him in the documentary.
0: What did Jeffrey he say Jeffrey Owens?
2: I think his name. What was.
0: did he say about both characters? Like playing both characters.
2: I think he said it was challenging because of all the makeup. Oh, he said something else, but I don't really remember it too well. Um, but you don't. I mean, you really have to. I you you really have to be focused to know that it's the same person. You know, because Brent and Wayun are just so different. They are. And they don't even sound alike.
0: No, they don't because Brent is a uh, Brent is a Ferengi, right? Yes. Brent sounds like he talks with a curled lip, mm-hmm. you know, like he's he's only out for money and <laughs> he's kind of a a weasel, you know, a weasel in the Ferengi world. And <laughs> and uh, was it Quark that looked up to him? I think, right?
2: Quark didn't look up to him as much as he feared Brent because Brent could put, excuse me, put him out of business.
0: Yeah, and it's so funny because he, he, he ta- kind of talked like a, like a, with a stiff, a stiff curled upper lip and he was a, um, a Ferengi that, uh, Quark apparently is scared of. And then you got Wayun, who's a sniveling, um, person that used to be in cahoots with Damar and, um, is uh you know sucking up to Odo because he thinks that Odo is a god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I only live to serve you. <laughs> I love
2: the interplay between Wei Yun and Odo. <laughs> He's like, "Yes, God. What do you want?" But
0: <laughs> well, he was so good. He was so good. Amazing. Yeah.
2: We know that my favorite episode is The Visitor but oh, i'm wondering so from your perspective besides for that one because we could go on and on oh. about it but what episodes of the series really stand out to yeah. you as being like the best of the best of ds9
0: one of them was the uh the two episodes where um where nod breaks his leg
2: oh and then oh. they they have to enlist uh 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 Vic Fontaine to help out. Right. And he, yes. he
0: decided to stay with him in in his suite even though he knew that Vic was not a real person. It's a hologram. That's he amazing. wanted to Yeah, he wanted to escape and when he said that, oh I'm so scared, I don't want to deal with it. I I don't want to deal with my life and, you know, my my life has forever changed because my leg is gone and you know, all he wanted to do was escape from his real life. And I think that um it really uh is telling because people, if they go, some people that go through traumatic things like that, yeah. losing a limb, PTSD, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Some people just completely um disconnect from real life and they don't want to come back.
2: It's a very interesting commentary on that.
0: It is. And I think to myself, if something traumatic happened to me like that, and a couple traumatic things have happened to me, would I be able to find a way to get back to where I was before. I think I would, but I think it would be a, a it would take a long time. It would take a while.
2: A quote that I love and I always butcher is, uh, because I'm great with that. <laughs> Somebody once said, great art is a lie that helps you see the truth. And the episode, it's only a paper moon mm-hmm. where Nod comes back to DS9 after losing his leg. And becomes obsessed with Vic Fontaine and his world is a great example of that because Nog isn't real and Vic Fontaine is even more fictional, right? Mm-hmm. Because no one on DS9 sees him as real.
0: Yeah.
2: Which they kind of do, but you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: they, they so, treat him as if he's one of them even though he's really a hologram.
2: But it does, in a way, help us see the truth about what can happen to somebody when they go through a traumatic experience. Yeah. We can retreat into these worlds of our own creation.
0: Yeah, and I, and I wonder, <clears throat> and I think that that was really great writing. And, um, I wonder if the person who played Nog, who's no longer here anymore, unfortunately, um, if he had any part in, uh, you know, what, what did he think about the, the writing of this episode? Cause I, I thought it was really impactful to me.
2: And Nog has such a huge, growth from the first Mm -hmm. episode to the last one
0: he grew a lot
2: because he's just this criminal kid and then he becomes this responsible adult
0: he does he does you know what i also thought was a really interesting episode too is when nog comes back from the starfleet academy right yeah and he's staying with jake oh that's a great one and uh, by this time jake has his own apartment right yes and Nog is like, all right, you have to do this. And I think he, we have to get up and do some exercises. And he's like, Nog, what are you doing? You're not my friend anymore. You know? <laughs> and it's like, it, it shows the growing up between two childhood friends. Uh, you know, Jake may not be where Nog is, but Nog clearly has changed. And Jake is like, I don't know what to do with this Nog He's not
2: the, the same one the I same knew. that
0: I remember we used to hang out a lot but then they realized wait a minute we can still be friends but realizing that nog is really um a responsible um Starfleet Academy student and want it is actually taking his um his uh, job as ensign very very um seriously because he wants to work for Starfleet mm-hmm. so you know, I mean, I like that one. I thought that was kind of a funny. That's a good one. <laughs>
2: are there are there any other episodes that stand out to you?
0: Um, I told I told you about this one yesterday, the um interaction between um Jake and Ben on their um their spaceship.
2: Oh, yeah, where they build that's the one where Ben went to Bajor to this conference. He comes ben. Ben- back and he had heard this legend that the Bajorans supposedly built, built this spaceship mm-hmm. that traveled like 800 years before uh, like the Cardassians uh, explored space or the humans. So he built a spaceship mm-hmm. in his spare time and him and Jake go on this adventure. And that's when you first hear about Cassidy Yates. I believe that's called The Explorers from season three.
0: Yeah, I really like it because... You really see the relationship between father and son when they're together in a, a small spacecraft Mm -hmm. and how they're working together to kind of, you know, do, do some exploring. I think they were, um, the, wasn't the spaceship supposed to travel with a lot of wind or something? Yes. It was kind of like a sail, a sailboat. Correct. Yeah. Slash spaceship. Mm -hmm. And they were on the boat and, you know, they were talking and I think they were lost and, um, And Ben and 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 Jake mentions mentions Cassidy. He's like, you know, Cassidy hates his. He's like, no, I think you guys would be. I think you really should meet her. You know, and I thought you're trying to set me up. And I thought it was really cool. Just to see just how close they are, and I think they had great chemistry anyway.
2: Oh, they were great together. One of the other things I liked about this show is there was a lot of different stuff with villains, obviously. Yeah. But you'd have a lot of episodes to where it was just the crew hanging out, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just doing regular stuff, but it, things get a little bit weird. But there's no real villain of the week. fine no, it.
0: did did they in in the um, in that documentary you saw uh, that Star Trek documentary? Did they talk to um, any of the villains, like Mark Alemo's? Character? They did. He's in
2: it. What the, did he say about Mark is in it. Um, he said that it was a lot of makeup.
1: <laughs>
2: I remember that being the main thing he said, is, is all the time in makeup. Get, getting all that figured out oh, was intense. Yeah. Which I I would imagine it would be. Yeah. Um, are there any other episodes that stand out to you?
0: Hmm.
2: I, I could give a couple of mine.
0: Okay.
2: I like, um, I forgot the first name of the episode. It's the two-parter with Garrick and Odo. The last part is called the Dias cast. I, mm. forget, I wish I remember the first part. They named it something different. But it's the one where Garrick bombs his own shop to get Odo interested in this investigation. Mm-hmm. And they go. Odo ends up being kidnapped by Garrick when he rejoins the Obsidian Order. And then Garrick breaks him out at the end. Mm. In the, in season three, you remember that one. I
0: right? think so. That was a long time ago. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: That's a really good one. One that I think we watched, but we didn't really discuss here was a, a civil defense. And it was the episode in season three where Jake. O'Brien and Captain Sisko are cleaning up an area mm-hmm. and they accidentally trigger an old explosive mm-hmm. that was left on the station by Cardassians and the station almost blows up and at one point Galdacott beams onto the station and he can't leave. Mm. You remember? That's a really good one.
0: I, it's, it's been a long time. I, I think I remember that one but we've seen a lot so I, I don't I, I think I remember that one. It's been a while since I've since we've seen
2: it yeah i'll just just name another one because i don't think we talked about it here it's a two-parter where they go back to earth in season four Mm. and you see the start of the war and ben's deteriorating relationship with this admiral Mm. who used to be
0: a mentor of his that was um ed uh uh what's his name eddington
2: no, Eddington was the guy who was under Cisco's command and oh. ended up being a member of the Maquis. Oh, I see,
0: okay. okay.
2: Yeah, this was um this was when you first hear about Red Squad. It's also the episode where Ben's dad has a stroke, and I think it's the first episode with his dad in it.
0: Right, right, okay, that's right, right. Because the, the Red Squad was the biggest and baddest group in the Starfleet Academy, right? exactly. they thought that they were bad.
2: Exactly. And
0: they thought that they could handle it, but they didn't know what they were doing because they had no experience.
2: Are there any other episodes? Um.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I'm gonna name two. Go ahead. Um, the one episode where, um, where Norris, Kara Noris, ends up in um the planet of a uh, Teroknor. She uh, looks through that orb, and she ends up on the planet where... The station. I'm sorry, the station of Teroknor, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, realizes that Dukat has taken over. You remember that one?
2: Oh, you mean the one with her mom?
0: Yes. Yes. The one with her mom, and she... um, she, uh, uh, I think her mother's name was Meru, right?
2: Correct, yeah. Yes.
0: And how she was like... Um, she was being provided for by Ducat with all the, um, the fresh, uh, veggies and fruit and, and anything she could eat, but didn't realize that she was being used by Ducat and that she never came back to her family. And she was planning to come back to her husband and it didn't happen. And she, she sort of, uh, abandoned her children. Mm-hmm, including
2: a young Norris.
0: Oh yeah, and 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 it was interesting because the older Norris, the older Kira Norice, um, looked, uh, saw her younger self, and was trying to protect her younger self. I thought it was kind of interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great episode.
0: Yeah, because um, and she didn't, she couldn't let on that that was really her older, who she was going to be when she got older. Um, that one was good. And then the one that another one that really stood out to me that we watched recently was the one with um. Esri's brother that one was
2: that's a powerful one
0: that one's really powerful yes. yeah
2: and he ends up going to jail at the end of it
0: he did and he he killed who did he kill he killed he killed
2: uh this lady who was Bilby's wife and Bilby was somebody who O'Brien had befriended mm. uh earlier like a couple like a year earlier
0: yeah and it, and there was like she was trying to encourage him to uh, because remember he was like a struggling artist, right yep. he She was trying to help him out and say, "You know, you should um, you should do something fun for a while. you know you should hang out with me. you should we should do something. But she didn't know it was what really was going on with him and why he would kill this woman.
2: It was great oh, that was
0: such a, And it's such a telling episode because you hear about killers, right? Mm-hmm. who come from. Surprisingly good families, um, you know, uh, to the outside world, right? Yeah. But you wonder, how did they not know that something was wrong with this, with this person that they were living with for so many years?
2: I also like it too because it shows a a huge problem in a family, but. Ezri's part of the senior staff, so it's not just like it was some lieutenant who you never see again. It's a member of the senior staff whose family is weird. I don't, th- I don't know if most shows would go there. Like, I don't no. think you'd see an episode of Law and Order SVU where, like, Olivia's, uh, brother kills somebody.
0: Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I would imagine maybe they might put that in there. Yeah. I mean, but they I, probably I, would do it differently.
2: Yeah, exactly. They
0: probably would do it differently. And, it, and this one is, I mean, they did it in a way that was so, and they did it with a different species, which is even interesting too. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't think that the quiet one, the quiet struggling artist would be the one to be the, the criminal who who actually murders somebody. Yes, yes. You would think it was the more gregarious uh, person that was more outgoing that would be the one to kill someone.
2: Yeah. So there's a lot of good episodes here. Yeah, I assume based on what you said that you would recommend the show to people who you know in real life at some point.
0: Oh, certainly, yeah. That's if nice. they were if they were Star Trek people, definitely. Yes, I I think that this um, and I I I'm not much of a Trekkie. Uh, it's it says a it it says a lot for me because I'm not a Trekkie. I don't know much about Star Trek, but this is a really, uh, this is a show worth, worth watching.
2: Um, Absolutely. It's an overlooked gem, I think.
0: It is an overlooked gem.
2: Before we leave the discussion, I'm just going to throw out character names. Just to get your thoughts, because we already (laughs) kind of know mine. Okay. Okay, let's start with Garrick.
0: I don't... (laughs) Garrick is so charming, but he also was a Cardassian spy. So I don't know what I think about him, even today.
2: You don't know if he's good or bad?
0: No, I don't even know... I don't know what to think. I, I think that he's really funny. I think that he's just basically... A charming guy, but is there some deceit there? I don't know.
2: We know there is. Like, I love I there Garrick episodes, but I would not trust him.
0: But it's not, it's not, it's not like obvious to me,
2: hmm. right? Yeah,
0: I don't think I would trust him. I would only trust him to uh, hem my dress. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> and have an adventure with him on a on a shuttlecraft, but uh, uh, <laughs> I would, I would, I would let him uh, hem my. Uh, my future wedding dress, if ever. <laughs>
2: uh, let's go with Goldacott's daughter. I forgot her name. Uh, Zl. Ziel.
0: Yeah. Um. I felt so bad for this girl because Kira took care of her. She, you know, Ducat was going to kill her because uh, she was a she was there. Uh, him and his mistress's love child, right? Yep. He was going to kill her. Um, he didn't really form a relationship with ZL until she got back to the station and he, and somehow he wanted, um, a piece of Kira because,
2: uh, oh, the relationship of uh, the relationship with, the with, with, um, Maru. What? Because uh, Golda wanted L. a relationship with Kira because of his relationship with,
0: with the, the mom, which is really sick. Actually, mm-hmm. it's very, very sick. And um, how she, he was trying to get to Kira through his daughter, Ziel. Um, and that um, Ziel could have been a really good artist, but she was killed, unfortunately. And what could have happened to ZL if she would have been alive? Could she have um, ended up uh, marrying Garrick? I know that Garrick and Ziel may not have worked out, but I would have liked to have known what would have happened between the two of them. But but it seems like G- Garrick has moved on anyway. So, yeah.
2: He's no longer exiled from Cardassia.
0: He's no longer exiled from Cardassia. That's
2: a great scene in the final episode that we didn't talk about. But people should watch it for themselves. Yes, yes. With him and Bashir. So what do you think of Bashir?
0: I like him. I do. I think it's sometimes he's very serious, but I think he knows how to have fun. And I, I like his interaction with um, Miles O'Brien. Yeah, he's like besties with O'Brien, and they spend more time together. <laughs> <laughs> they know everything about their love lives, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so it's so funny.
2: What do you think of O'Brien?
0: Um, so I learned a lot about him with the um, the the PTSD episode.
2: Hard right? time, yeah.
0: That was a really I didn't. Like that one because of how heavy it was, but I think I appreciated seeing that one because I know now more about I know more about O'Brien and how um how you know just how how he was going through that and how things could just make him angry because of p t s d and what he went through with that um i I have an appreciation for him now after seeing that Jake ah Jake um I like him too. I thought he grew a lot um i thought there w- it was touch and go with his um remember when he was becoming um uh was it a, a he was a reporter right
2: yes, and he stayed behind on the station
0: yeah i i think he did have a lot of growing up to do and I would imagine he grew, but I think he could have gone i think he should have gone with his dad but and i and I, it was it was a touch and go thing with his report. His reporter uh, status, right? He was a reporter for what again?
2: I think it was Starfleet Magazine. Okay. Something to that effect.
0: Newspaper? I don't
2: know. No, not a newspaper. It was like a magazine. A magazine? Okay. Yeah. Digital, so, of course.
0: I I think that there was a lot of growing that uh, growing up that he should have done. And I, I can understand why Cisco was really angry with him. Because they were going to, through a war. And he should have been there. But... Hopefully he learned his lesson, but I did like, I did like seeing Jake grow up.
2: What about Rom?
0: (laughs) Rom, so funny. Not the sharpest tool in the Ferengi shed, (laughs) but I think he's a lovable guy. I think he truly does love his brother and his Mugi. And his son. (laughs) And his son. And I think he, he is um, not the normal Ferengi you would see, right? He's not like the Grand Nagus. He's definitely not as money hungry as his, um, money hungry, uh, older brother Quark. And Quark has always kind of taken care of him, right? Mm -hmm. But I think, I think Rom is just a lovable, not so smart Ferengi that, um, I've grown to, I've grown, uh, to like actually. He kind of grew on me. And, (laughs) and it's funny. Like his interaction with Lita is kind of funny too.
2: What do you think of Lita?
0: I'm not sure what to think about her because i didn't really we didn't really see her much i thought she was kind of a flirt in the beginning honestly i thought oh is this some kind of a floozy that wants to go out with with uh, julian Bashir, or um you know what have you but yeah i'm i don't know she was kind of well i mean because remember when she was with julian
2: i do yeah and they and go to that uh riza, riza with Worf and jadzia
0: Right, and um, and and Lita was kinda like, uh, kind of like a kind of a flighty type of a um, uh, a run around. What um, is <laughs> uh, she? Bajoran.
2: She was a Bajoran double girl.
0: A Bajoran double girl. Girl. She was kind of like a runaround a Bajoran double girl, and I I didn't think that she would ever um, settle down and marry Rom. So I wasn't sure what to think about her. I don't know if I like her or not. I'm. She's one of those characters that I. I, I'm not too sure of. Would would that be a fair assessment?
2: Um, it's your opinion. I think that she's a nice lady, but she's probably just a little bit ditzy. I would agree. Yeah.
0: I think that's what the what's what I was trying to uh explain, but yeah, I think she is ditzy. What kind you, of flighty.
2: What do you think of Admiral Ross?
0: Uh I don't know just because it. There were so many few uh, episodes that were few and far between that you saw him on, so I, I, I really don't have anything to say about Admiral, Admiral Ross I guess what you,
2: about what about Brent?
0: Mm-mm, don't like him, don't like him. <laughs> Not Commander Brent. I don't know about Ross either, but he he the, the actor who played him was very good.
2: yeah yeah uh, General Martok.
0: I wasn't sure what to think about him. Because I know that, um, he at, in the beginning, he was very much against, uh, Quark. I'm not Quark, I'm sorry, Worf. Remember, because he was from the house of Moog. Um, but I, um, I like how he grew in the show because, um, I wasn't sure that he wanted to be really, um, I wasn't sure if he was ever going to give, uh, you know, be in cahoots with the rest of the, the Deep Space Nine, uh, crew. But I, I, I like him a lot.
2: I think yeah. he is very underrated. Yeah. As a character on the show. Yeah. He's not my favorite, but he's good. He's, he's not solid. My,
0: he's not my favorite either, but I like how he eventually blends in with the rest of the crew.
2: That's a fair assessment, I think.
0: And that he, um, he likes to share bottles of uh, blood wine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> then it's 2309.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: What about Nog?
0: Oh, I have so much to say about Nog. I think Nog is a great character. Uh, we've talked a little bit about how much he grows, and I just liked seeing how much maturity he's gotten from being an ensign to now being a lieutenant. How he worked his way, worked his way into Starfleet Academy, and how, um, Cisco really wanted him to prove himself because he was kind of a mischievous kid, and, um, I really liked how he grew. He just grew so wonderfully in the show.
2: Uh, I know this is off topic, but we will. Uh, it's a quick aside. Right. Do you think, even though it's never said... I mean, it is said by Cure, but we never hear Ben express it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Ben <laughs> has a sense of pride over Nog by the end of the series? Yes. I would agree with that. Yes,
0: I do. He may not have said it, but I think he really does appreciate how much... Um, Nog has grown into a um, a young uh, lieutenant,
2: mm-hmm. right? I would agree. Yeah. What about J- Jadzia?
0: Very smart. Uh, very smart Trill. Um, maybe too smart for her own good. <laughs> I thought she was very interesting because she knew a lot about uh, Klingon culture and music and it was so funny when you saw the scenes where, um, Worf was singing Klingon opera and, <laughs> and how they kind of got together where they were fighting each other. And that's how the Klingons do it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think I, I just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention an episode that I did like. Go that ahead. I remember. Yeah, go ahead. When, um, uh, When uh, um, 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 Quark sees his uh, lost love again.
2: Oh, that's profit and loss. That's a great one from season two.
0: Yeah. It really shows that he actually cares for somebody. And you don't don't see it usually. Usually it's like, I want to swindle you out of money, but I want to have fun doing it. Yes. Right? I want to have a lot of fun, even though, you know, I want to get all your money, but I'm going to have a good time. (laughs) And you're going to laugh. You know? (laughs) And and he just he was willing to give up everything to be with um
2: what's Natima? her name Natima I think so
0: yeah and and she was like oh you know I know I know I know you we want to be the getter, but we can't you know
2: but, that's an yeah. amazing episode yeah
0: and. When you said that it was supposed to be a comedy and he did it as a drama and they liked it, I thought it was really, I think that was a smart idea.
2: I think that's one of the reasons this episode is so memorable and sticks out to me as a great episode. Yeah. Yes. What do you think of Damar?
0: I still don't know what to think about Amy's. And and I like
2: we do. It takes, with a lot of these characters, we don't know them from season Mm. one, two, three, or even four. Like, I don't think Damar appears until, like, maybe he has, like, one line in season five. Mm. You know? I
0: think Damar's really too complicated for me to say if I like him or not. Because I really don't know. Just like Garrick, Mm -hmm. Garrick is charming, but he's also a spy. Damar was in cahoots with... Wayun, but then he um, he was with, you know, he w- he died with uh, he died when he was with uh, Mila, Garrick, and uh, and Kira.
2: No, he I he mean, died he died later on. Oh, when he they died were trying to break in.
0: No, he died later on. I mean, yeah, but but, but he was with them. Yep. And uh, so I don't, I really don't know.
2: I would say that's a fair assessment. I like Damar but I could see why people would have some issues. Listen, I wouldn't invite him to a dinner party. <laughs> I think it would probably be a little bit too intense. We
0: can call it Dinner with Demar. Dinner
2: with demar That'll be my new podcast. <laughs>
0: Just kidding.
2: But I, I did think he was a good character on the show. Yes. What did you think of the founder lady?
0: I did not like this woman. She was very cunning. She wanted to link with Odo several times to, to do some convincing on her part. Yes. I think she was very, very sneaky about that. Mm. I... What did you mention about the linking, the Great Link, and how that might be a symbolism for drug use?
2: Well, just because I know that uh, when some people have taken drugs, they say that, depending on what you're doing, they say that um, it's like a a spiritual connection. Like, you feel this weird connectivity that's very hard to place into words. And the Great Link is kind of like that. And if you remember the episode uh, where Nah gets... I'm sorry. Where Rom gets arrested? I believe it's in season six mm-hmm. when the Dominion has control of DS9, and it's he gets arrested because Odo is in the Great Link, and Odo because so becomes so addicted to the Great Link that sometimes he'll go for days. Just oh, that's right. Because, because he
0: was missing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he was missing. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Okay, so though I didn't like the Founder Lady and the and the derogatory way that she referred to um Odo's humanoid friends as solids, solids. right? Yep. It's it's very derogatory because they don't think that solids are really worth anything. And um and they they always try to dehumanize, desolidize, I don't know how to say it. Um but but they they were just demonizing demonizing that's what it is. De- demonizing the solids for no apparent reason that they were just different than them. Um and that Odo was humanizing um the humanoids, his humanoid friends, yeah, because of how connected he felt, and he just didn't never connected with his people,
2: okay, let's uh bring up another character. What did you think of Kai Wen?
0: <sighs> I did not like her. <laughs> she's more evil than the founder lady, actually.
2: I would absolutely agree because. At least the founder lady has something she wants to spread and wants to get Odo back into the mix. Mm. Kaiwen is just out for herself and she's hiding behind this religious uh, mask, in a sense.
0: I would... If I were to... If she were in the real world, I would label her as very self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Like, she thinks, oh, I'm Kai, so I can do what I want and I can use it to my ability... And you're just uh, underlings. You know, you're just uh, you're just novices at this. Yes. So I would say that she's very self-righteous and kind of holier than thou. That's what it is. That's what she is.
2: What did you think of the original Grand Nagus?
0: Um...
2: <laughs> because he leaves at the end of the series. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, why I phrase it like that. Grand Nagus Zach.
0: I liked... I, I kind of liked him though. I thought he was very charming. I didn't think he was, you know, remember that episode where he was changing the, um, um, what was it? The something of acquisition? The,
2: the rules of the acquisition. The rules of
0: acquisition. I thought that was hilarious. That was fun. I think he's really, I think he's really funny. I, I, I don't think, I don't even think of him as like a, a leader, <laughs> a, 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 leader like, um, a money grubbing, um, Ferengi person, right? I think he's a, a, a leader, but he, he he's having fun being a leader. Yeah. And I think Wilder Sean, in any way, is a good actor. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and how he ended up with... I forgot how he ended up... How did he end up with Cork um, and Rom's mom?
2: I don't even remember, to be honest.
0: Because I'm I, like, wait a minute. He's with the mom?
2: Yeah, at some point they ended <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think he's just funny. I think he's hilarious.
2: Uh, Let's move on to Vic Fontaine.
0: I like him. I think he's so cool. I think he's slick Vic. Um, He shows Nog the truth without having to really show him the truth. Um, Remember when he's talking to uh, Cork about being a bartender?
2: In the last episode, yeah. Yeah,
0: that was great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I'd like that the characters consider him a friend. <clears throat> yeah. So I really enjoyed the episode. I think it's called Bada Bing, where they go into the holosuite to help him out.
0: Yeah, which well, the biggest it's, thing. When
2: you think of it, it's like a meaningless <clears throat> episode. There's no real consequences if they fail. But they're so obsessed with helping this hologram because to him, to them, he is real.
0: And you're in talking her about her. the Vegas one, right? Yes. That one was fun. That's another episode that I like. That that was that was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. I like the part when um I like that part when Cisco distracts the people and he throws the money in the air. Yeah. Hey everybody, look! <laughs> and Nog is trying to figure out the combination to this um
2: <laughs> to the lock, and he can't do it, and like, like, getting ah, upset.
0: <laughs> and he has to hurry because I think he has like
2: very little time. Very little
0: time, right? Yes. And he's like, ah, oh, I can't figure it out. And he finally gets it. And then um, Cisco distracts the people by throwing money in the air. And <laughs> Cisco and I think Cisco and Vic do a number at the end.
2: That's great. I, I believe that's the episode. Yeah, you're right. That
0: was a fun episode. I really like that yeah. a lot. Was it a two parter?
2: No, that was just a one one off, but it was really good.
0: And how they were um they were killing off um holograms, I yeah. think it was
2: <laughs>
0: Frankie and (laughs)
2: like big johnny or something
0: that was a fun episode i just really liked it a lot i liked how they did that anyway okay go on all right Worf. um Worf is another funny one too i think he's funny but he can be very very serious and i think he's one of those characters that jadzia was trying to get him to lighten up a little bit jadzia is really smart and she can be serious but she knew how to have fun you know, would you say
2: <laughs> I would agree with that? She
0: knew how to have fun, and she wanted Cork to have fun Worf. along with her. I mean, Worf. I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> Worf.
2: And it's weird. I know you didn't grow up watching TNG. You've yeah. seen a little bit of of it with me, but Worf is a main character on that show too. So it it could have easily backfired bringing him on, but I felt that he did add something to the show.
0: Yeah did he Did you see uh, Did he talk on the documentary about being Worf for so long?
2: He, he did talk about it, and he sa- said something about, I can't remember if it's a documentary or somewhere else, that he developed some skin issues Ooh. because of all the makeup. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't think it was, like, overly serious, but it, it definitely became something that he had to deal with at some point.
0: Oh, not good. hmm Oh. Did it, okay. Did that get resolved, or?
2: I, I don't think he mentioned whether it did. I'm assuming it did,
0: though. Okay. Well, it's funny because of the you know his inflections like he kind of talks like this yes. and he's mm-hmm. very serious. And, that, and and he said that he wasn't like that in the interviews, right? Michael
2: Dorn seems like a much more down-to-earth guy and he's the actor who plays Worf. He's so good though. Yeah, he's great on the show. No, I
0: think Worf is a is a great character. I mean, he, I know that he goes um he has a hard time with his son and and I know he had some Obviously, had some family issues, and he was adopted by the Roshenkos. And
2: I also you know. felt like they used him better on DS Nine than they did on the Next Generation. Like he was there on the Next Generation, and they had some good episodes with him. Yeah. But I feel he really came to his own into his own on DS Nine.
0: He really thrived. Yes. He really thrived, and I think they put him to very good use.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. What about Gal
0: Don't like him. Don't want to have dinner with him. (laughs) I don't want to be alone in the room with him. But I would love to talk to Marco Lemo about how he enjoyed being such a villain. Because he really was. I He was always, you know, you would think that Wynn and Galdacott would get along better. Even though um, Galdacott has has tried to um,
2: exterminate um, her people.
0: Yes, exterminate her people. Um, but they didn't. I mean, after he found, she found out that he was not Anjo, and he, she just completely turned against him. So, you get the same kind of people in the same room, it doesn't always work. No. Um, Galdicott has always been for himself, never thought about the little guy. Uh, he especially, I don't believe, I don't even know. Maybe towards the end, he started to love uh, ZL more, but I think he was really in it for himself.
2: She was a prop for she him was a prop. to get to Major Kira.
0: Maybe he realized that she really he really did love her, but in all in the midst of all that, when she was alive, he never treated her like that.
2: If you remember, he kind of made up with Damar after Demar killed her.
0: I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But he was always a schemer. Always a schemer. Don't like him. I think the actor is wonderful, but.
2: (laughs) We have not really discussed. I mean, we have, but what were your overall thoughts of this character called Quark?
0: I really like him. I think he's also charming like Garrick is, but you know, he's going to swindle you out of money. He's like. uh, If I was thinking of kind of a character to uh, to uh, like a like a a mystical magical being I could consider him I would think he would be like a mischievous elf.
2: That's a good <laughs> interpretation. A
0: mischievous elf who just wants to have fun with you even though he wants to take your money. Yes. He might he may or may not give it back, but
2: He'll make you laugh in the process.
0: He will make you laugh and you might actually like him. <laughs> but don't give him money. No. <laughs> give him food. <laughs> uh, live worms. Yes. No, don't be around him when he eats live worms, but, uh, you know. But also, he doesn't want you to be stingy with your money. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask him for money.
2: Oh, you, for sure you don't want to don't do
0: not want that. to ask. He doesn't want to give you any latinum.
2: Unless you're <laughs> going to get, like, this huge interest rate, then maybe.
0: <laughs> I'll pay you five bars of latinum if you just give me, like, $15. Oh, no, no, no. I, I really enjoyed him. I thought he was fun. Um, I wouldn't consider him a villain, but his priorities were not always in the right place.
2: He's a fun adversary. He
0: is. A, <laughs> you can't say a lot about fun adversaries, but he's really fun. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think that Goldicott and Kaiwin are true adversaries, but he's he's just a fun one that likes to swindle people out of money once in a while. <laughs> he's just so funny. I don't know. I
2: <laughs> I, in my mind I just went back to the scene I think it's at the end of Civil Defense mm-hmm. where uh, uh, they get out and, and Quark is talking to Odo and he's like who What? Who do you know who's more uh, cunning than me and he's like the Grand Nagus your brother Rom and he's like my brother Rom <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the one about um, what was his cousin's name? Cousin... Gaila uh, with the kid C- Cousin Gaila with the... With a small moon? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Fun guy. Fun guy. Fun guy. (laughs) Morn. Mourn's another one I think is really funny because he doesn't, he's like one of Cork's best friends, but you never see him talk. You might actually see him laugh a little bit, but I think the, um, who mourns for Mourn really brings that out.
2: That's a great one.
0: That is so funny.
2: Or at least a really good episode. It's a fun one.
0: It's a fun episode. It's it's not so much funny. It's just fun, you know. And like, yeah. and there's his supposed wife that called him morning. <laughs> 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 I thought I, I I think it's I think there was only one time you see him laugh at one of his jokes.
2: I think maybe once. Yeah.
0: And, and, and you said he looks like a weird alien, right? It's
2: very hard to describe him, but yeah. Did, the, they,
0: did they talk about Morn in a documentary?
2: Not really. I really? mean, the only thing, and I think I might have heard it on a podcast or mm-hmm. read it in a book, mm-hmm. is he's supposedly the fans of the writers on DS9. Mm-hmm. When they were creating the show, they were big fans of the show Cheers. Uh-huh. And so Morn is Norm <laughs> Spill backwards. And that's why they created him as a sort of like a fun, you know, side character.
0: I think you may have told me that. That's hilarious. That is really funny. Yes,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So Morin is is funny. Uh, A funny side character who's just sitting in that warm chair at Quark's.
2: Doing a good job at it. Right, right. What do you think of Major Kira?
0: I like her. I really like her. Um, I think... You know, despite the fact that she used to be a terrorist, right? Yeah. She has become more religious, um, more devout to her uh, Bajoran faith. Um, I think she's a person that women uh, can look up to if you're thinking about like a uh, model species.
2: Oh, yeah. Like if you're <laughs> looking, if you have a maybe a 10 or 11-year-old daughter and you want to show her a show where there's a great female protagonist, <laughs> uh, DS9 and Major Kira are good representations of that, I think.
0: I think so, too. I mean, even though she, she had a PTSD from her time as a young terrorist, and she doesn't apologize for it, but she really, it seems like she has a lot of regret.
1: hmm
0: Right? You can tell that there's remorse. Um, I think it's, uh, I think that she is a... Uh, a representation of women that want to uh, start over again from whatever lifestyle they had. If that's I don't know if that explains it, but
2: um, No, that's your opinion of it. That's but I,
0: I think it. I think that she's a really good uh female protagonist.
2: We got a couple more characters to go. Yes. Uh one of my favorites is Odo. Oh,
0: yes. I love Odo. I think Odo I, I grew to love Odo. I wasn't too sure. Because he seemed kind of rough around the edges.
2: He still is at the end of the series, but he means well, though.
0: He does, but I really, I really like him. I also like how he interacted with, um with Kira and um Jadzia. You know, because he doesn't, he didn't eat, right? He would, he would go to breakfast with people, yeah. but would never eat. Yeah, because he doesn't eat. And <laughs> you know, and it's, it was, it was just sad to see about. Things that have happened to him in his own personal life with loves and, you know, when he had that changeling baby and how he wanted to take care of that baby. but it died. It died, yeah. How that baby was being molded by Odo and how loving he was towards the baby. And
2: his relationship with Dr. Mora.
0: Yeah. How he learned so much from Doctor Moore, even though he didn't appreciate it then.
2: Or the episode "A Simple Invis- Investigation," which I think is a very underrated episode, where he falls in love with that one lady who didn't have her full memories.
0: Yeah, but he she he fell in love with the one with the woman who forgot her memories, and then she found out who she was and told him that the other woman loved him as well. And I was like, "Wow, that's that's really sad. Yes, that is really sad." Was she a human? No,
2: no, I forgot the name of her species, but she was definitely an alien.
0: I think her name was like Larissa or something, or
2: Alyssa, Alyssa
0: or Orissa. something Orissa. like that. Yeah, Orissa. something like that. Something was an Issa in it, but that was a, that was a good one too. Um, yeah, he's 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 a complex guy, and he's a very uh, lovable person. I really liked him a lot.
2: I agree. Yeah. What do you think of Ezri?
0: I think she's a nice lady. I just don't know that they should have added her into, uh, into the crew. I agree. I think she's very ditzy, but yes. she.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm getting space sick. I think they should have trained her. I really do. Um, then she would have been able to handle all of her other memories from other people. Um, I do think she means well, but I, she's very ditzy. She's very confused. As Worf said, very confused he's an overgrown trial child and he and she she is very confused confused. that's great (laughs) (laughs) very true
2: what do you think of jake's or not uh ben Sisko's dad
0: um i do like him i think he's he seems very disconnected from the deep space nine world though right
2: yeah he's only in a few episodes but he's fun now.
0: i think he's fun and i like that he had a restaurant and his um you know remember when cisco left for a time to help with his dad's place oh yeah yeah cuz he wanted to take a break from everything mm-hmm. i remember that one too um i did like his dad and i also liked him when he was he played that um that profit in that um 50s episode
2: Oh, that was Beyond the Stars. Yeah, yeah, Beyond the Stars. That's a uh, really. It's
0: called Beyond Far Beyond the Far Stars. Beyond the Stars. Yeah, that's
2: an amazing. When
0: episode. he's when he plays the uh, the propheties, he calls him Brother Benny. You know, I thought that was yes. really great. Yes. Yes.
2: I guess uh, we should wrap up with uh, the discussion of uh, the emissary. Also, one of my favorite characters, Ben Cisco.
0: Oh, wonderful. I I mean I noticed that he isn't just a complex guy, but he had to make some some decisions where he didn't want to make those decisions where remember when he had to kill a bunch of um was it a bunch of Cardassians or Are
2: you are you thinking of um He the, was
0: he was trying to make Eddington be the hero of the That this was war.
2: for the uniform and he release this thing into an atmosphere of the planet that basically killed off all life and i think something like a hundred thousand people died
0: hmm.
2: um that's a great episode
0: yeah i still liked him afterwards because i think that he had to struggle with these decisions right yes um and that's what makes cisco cisco in a great emissary and he was still respected afterwards
2: yeah, he's complicated too because he's killed a lot of innocent people. Yes, but he's amazing.
0: He is an amazing father, an amazing captain. Everybody respected him. There were people that were his enemies, but he fought back against them. I don't think someone should hate him because of the decision he made. I think that it just shows about it just shows the imperfectness of the human uh, mind and how. Sometimes we have to be faced with these decisions in our own life.
2: And also, what other show do you see a character who is a complicated uh, war hero and also a spiritual leader?
0: Uh, nothing except for this one. Yeah,
2: I think they may mention that in what, we, what in what we left behind. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> cool.
2: um, I think that's it. Unless did we mention Cassidy Yates? Oh no, we didn't. Okay, real quick. So,
0: you? um, she's a complicated person, too. I really liked her. Um, I thought it was interesting, too, that she was a freight captain to... Uh, the Maquis. The Maquis, who are the, the enemies of the Federation, right? Yeah, the enemy one of the, the enemies. One of the enemies of the Federation. And she had to go to prison, even though she was still deeply involved with um, Captain Sisko. She had to go to prison and she had to, she could not, she could, she, she just, yeah, she had to serve her time in prison. I thought that was kind of interesting that they still remained together even though she was in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Great series, babes. I'm glad you let me take you on this journey. Um, Is there any closing words you want to say? I feel we said a lot, but if there's anything else.
0: Um, I recommend Deep Space Nine to anybody that really wants to know more about the Star Trek universe. Um I do want to watch more Star Trek the the original series and TNG with you too. Yeah. If we can next. Um. Absolutely. Uh because I'm really interested to see the um, you know, how much it evolved, I guess. Just to see, just to kind of make comparisons as to how much it evolved into DS9 and also where they came from where it yeah. came from.
2: That's fair. We will definitely be exploring more Star Trek and maybe eventually, I, I'm sure we will, come back around and watch a few episodes of DS9 that perhaps I failed to show you the first time around. That's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I'm glad you liked it, babes.
0: It was awesome. Yes, yes, yes.
2: That was a long discussion, but I felt it was a good one.
0: That's okay, but we do need to discuss the other stuff we the watched. The movies.
2: Yes, the movies. Do you want me to take the lead on The Man Who Knew Too Much, and then you could uh, handle 42nd Street?
0: Yes, uh, I could try. Like a try. And
2: maybe we both agree that since they're difficult for us to follow for whatever reason, uh, we will chime in on each other's movie.
0: I think we should do that, yeah. Rapid. And you don't have to. You don't have to make it a long one.
2: No. Yeah. We decided to watch the original Alfred Hitchcock movie, "The Man Who Knew Too Much," from mm. I believe 1934, twenty mm. something years before the Jimmy Stewart uh, remake. Yes in this film it starts off they're at some sort of this weird competition uh some guy runs out into the crowd the wife is shooting something and the daughter like interrupts the wife she says go back honey and i believe they're in germany uh
0: yes um i think you're right um that's their their little girl betty betty yeah
2: do you remember what the husband and wife's name
0: uh the lawrence family so it was um i forgot their names bob and i think her name was like julia or something julia lawrence or we, from britain
2: yeah we could just call them mr and mrs lawrence
0: mr and mrs lawrence and they they were taking a vacation in switzerland
2: mrs lawrence loses the competition mr lawrence tells the guy who beat her oh you know you know you did an all right job and he makes like a joke about it they go off dancing the guy who beat mrs lawrence is shot Mm -hmm. And he tells the lady he's dancing with, have Mr. Lawrence go up to my room and get this thing out of it. Mm -hmm. He goes up there. It gets the thing. There's a note basically saying, search for the sky. I think his name was Barber. In England? Mm. Yeah. They go back to England. There's a confrontation with the police. While this is going on, their daughter Betty is kidnapped. Mm Mm-hmm. And Mr. Lawrence tries to get the message to Mrs. Lawrence, but the cops won't let him do that, so he has to kind of like right. be passive aggressive about it. Yes. He goes searching for the daughter. Eventually he teams up with this guy. Who is the guy who was with? The guy who got hypnotized? Um and went to the dentist, right?
0: I cannot remember what his name was, but it was it was quite a funny um I forgot what his name was, I'm sorry.
2: That's okay. I did too. Yeah. They go to this church. There's like some women's group going on.
0: Yeah, and
2: this lady running it hypnotizes Mister Lawrence's friend and basically knocks him out.
0: I have to I have to mention too that she was involved in the kidnapping. Yes, because she called them up and said, "If you, um, you are somebody said something, you you have to do something, or else you're not going to see your daughter again." And um, do you want to talk to the child, right? Because that's what they do, right? They they let them talk to their child to kind of torture them, and She's like, I want to go home. I want to go home. But anyway, um, so, yeah, she's a part of this women's group.
2: At one point, Mr. Lawrence starts throwing chairs and they get into this huge fight. And she tells somebody, play the organ so no one outside will hear. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, that was. And they throw this chair that kind of like hits his friend and the friend still passed out. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, a, a person who's supposed to be killed, like this high-ranking official. Yeah, Mrs. Lawrence goes to the show.
0: Wait, wait, hold on. Go second. ahead. Is is there a reason? Because I remember you mentioned that that dentist guy, right? Because remember he um, sed, sedates the dentist.
2: Yeah, I forgot the reason why. There's a lot of confusing stuff.
0: He, he, some guy got his tooth pulled, and
2: I think that was his friend who ended up going with Mr. Lawrence to the church.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, okay. I
2: could be wrong about that. And
0: they, they you don't see the dentist anymore because he's passed out.
2: Correct yeah yeah okay,
0: so go on with the uh
2: okay so life. the wife goes to the show the, the official is supposed to be assassinated when the drum goes off but mm-hmm. she screams it throws everything out of control the guy lives yes goes to mr lawrence is being held captive and so is the daughter but there's some hustle because of what's going on mm-hmm. some noise happens and people are getting shot mr lawrence goes into the room with betty tries to get her safe. He gets shot. She ends up on the roof with one of the criminals. Mm -hmm. The wife sees him. She takes out her gun, shoots the criminal. Betty's safe. And even though Mr. Lawrence is shot, we get the impression at the end of the movie that he's going to be all right. Mm. I know that's a very quick explanation. It's okay. And I passed over some stuff. But this is... It, It was kind of odd to follow.
0: Yeah, it was really... Confusing, um, and we both understood that uh why uh Alfred Hitchcock may have remade it because this one, not you didn't know much about the couple. This older you know, this 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 British couple, you didn't see the connectedness that they had towards their daughter because they didn't seem very connected to her.
2: I felt that the pacing was off in this movie. It went way too fast. It
0: went too fast, there was some confusing things and it didn't really hold up compared to the other the the remake which is kind of funny because remakes don't usually hold up a lot
2: and a complaint i oftentimes have about movies is they're too long yes and in this case my problem is it's too short it is so you don't really get to know them like you do in the follow-up now to cut alfred hitchcock a little bit of slack I also don't think that he could have made the 1959 version in 1934 because, one, there's the technology. Yeah. And, two, I – you know, it, Jimmy Stewart and – um Doris Day. Doris Day, I don't know if they would have been of the right age to play these characters. Right. And I don't think that you would, could have had a film on the budget of the remake to really go on location in Morocco and do it right. Yeah. Like, for all we know, this was shot – in either like Germany or England and they didn't yeah. really travel from place to place right
0: right but um compared to the 1959 one um Jimmy Stewart and Doris day were good actors anyway but they had a lot of chemistry a really good chemistry and they had chemistry with the little boy who was in that remake as if they were a real family would you would you agree
2: absolutely and yep. again because it's longer you got to know these characters you got to hang out with them on the bus in Marrakish. you got to see them at dinner with the couple mm-hmm. you know you got to meet doris day's friends which was the great ending to that movie where jimmy seward introduces them <laughs> to the kid them to the kid
0: and i also think <clears throat> i'll also say that the um that ending was so much more funnier well, it was. It was. It was. I wonder if they meant to do that for the um, the Jimmy Stewart ending, right? I'm sure they
2: did. Alfred Hitchcock had a, a cool sense of humor. It
0: was I so funny, and I, and I liked how that ended versus the way that it ended in the first one. And I just couldn't follow the first one. Um, the little girl did her best to uh, play Betty, but I, I I just liked the um the way that he the little boy interacted with um his parents in the movie.
2: Yeah, it's a better movie, and. It doesn't take anything away from Alfred Hitchcock Mm -mm. to say that this movie isn't that good. In fact, you could even say that it makes him a better filmmaker because he learned enough from his mistakes to go back to the movie Mm -hmm. and redo it in an interesting way. Yes. Where most filmmakers, I don't know if they would do that. Yeah. I would give it a mild thumbs up. Yeah. Like a six.
0: I would say the same thing.
2: It's not great. I'm glad I've seen it, though. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes you appreciate the remake so much more. I
0: mean, the remake was great. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now J Lo. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally we do character analysis, but I don't know if there's a lot to get to.
0: <laughs> I don't think that there's a lot to get to because,
2: because they're not there's... deep. And we, if since we already <clears throat> talked about the remake, mm-hmm. I feel like that's you know, I feel like we've already done it in some way.
0: I would agree. Yeah. Um,
2: so I, I, I could say that we could just go on to the second film.
0: I think that's good. And I, I'm going to try. I'm going to let you chime in, too, because there's some things I might miss this one. But I, I was we were able to follow the next one a lot better than this one, obviously. Yeah,
2: we should say that after watching this movie, Alana wanted to see an older film, uh, too, another older movie. And I was down for that. And we were scrolling through HBO I read the title, Forty Second Street. I'd seen that it was on HBO before, but I never stopped to watch it. Alana, you knew that it was based on a play. But we basically went in cold with this movie. And I gotta say, right off the bat, I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. Um I, I I heard about Forty Second Street because I think it was coming to Washington as a Broadway musical, and I knew it was a Broadway musical, but I didn't know that there was a, a movie that was made. Um, about Forty Second Street, and I was very pleasantly surprised, and um, I thought it was fantastic.
2: Do you want to give a little? I bit will of try description.
0: I will try. Um, so uh, let me see. So there, I think it starts off with these women that are uh, planning to um, audition. Was it? Were they auditioning? Yes, they were auditioning for. This uh, play that uh, Julian Marsh, who is this producer, is trying to put on and he
2: has some health issues. He has
0: some health issues. He um, he calls this play Pretty Lady and they're trying to find uh, the woman that will play um, the main character. And there's a woman named Dorothy Brock and it's implied that she's been in Broadway for a while. We don't know how long at this point because it's the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, so they are uh, – they get the girl they, – they are looking at the girls. And I think there, there were some risque parts where um, he, they were telling the, – the director was telling them to lift up their dresses and they had stockings on.
2: All you see is their legs and yeah. today that's nothing. But you got to remember this was 1933 when the movie came out and it's a much different time.
0: I think that if it was a bare-legged leg, women it probably would be a lot more risque.
2: And this was also before the Hayes Code.
0: Yeah. Which I didn't know about until you told me. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, so so that was a little bit risque. Um, not too bad. Um, and so they get the... Uh, I, I'm kind of skipping around because Go there's ahead. some little details in there that don't need to be talked about much. But um, so they get the cast together for Pretty Lady. Um. And they're uh, rehearsing, the rehearsing, heart. and they're they're singing that the chorus of girls are singing, and you know they're trying to they're getting the, the the guys together to do that. And there's some very good singers in this movie. Um, a lot of tap dancing and such. Um, Dorothy Brock plays the main character, who's singing a song called I think it's called You're Going You're Getting to Be a Habit with Me. Um. In the midst of all this, she's dating this man named Pat Denning. Uh, explain- so,
2: some people want Mr. Denning to stay away from her. And at one point, I think this is on her first date, he drops Dorothy off. These guys come over to him and kind of like punch him, leave him there. Dorothy- Actually,
0: they were dating before this.
2: Oh, I thought that was their, their first date.
0: No, remember when she called her? he called her Dot?
2: That's after that. That's later on in the movie.
0: No, no. Remember when they were at a restaurant and he was saying, I'm tired of hiding and, you know. Oh, I thought that was another doorways. guy. I don't know if that. I think that might have been him, right? No,
2: I think that's another guy. Was it? Yes.
0: Okay. Maybe that was another guy. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, my God. So,
2: goodness.
0: was it the first date? That The first date is when he carries her out of the, the, um, the room, right?
2: No. That's later on that night, babes. Okay. What happens is. He gets beat up. Dorothy takes him up to her room and this iris lady comes in saying, I have been running this home for 19 years <laughs> the, and I've never seen such a thing. And I do a horrible iris action. That was apparently.
0: the, um, oh, I remember that. That was the boarding house. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they I remember go, that.
2: Yeah. She says, well, we can get a room, but I only have a dollar fifty. So it's going to be kind of cheap.
0: <laughs> Actually, that was this, that was the same guy. Remember he told her that he was a doctor. That was the same one that carried her out of the um, the room, and then they went out to eat. What? Remember when she got a dizzy spell, and she was uh, rehearsing with the rest of the cast? She got a dizzy spell. Yeah, no, I know. He carried but a- you
2: But when you were talking about the restaurant earlier, you were talking about the guy who used to dance with her. Yes, That's I not would. Pat Denning.
0: Okay, it wasn't. It was a different Because guy.
2: why would Pat Denning, why would they be introduced if she already knew him?
0: Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Because he does, she does end up, anyway. I'll explain that later. All right. So, yeah. So, so they go back she, to his place because they don't to want place. to spend the
2: whole dollar fifty on a hotel.
0: Room. <laughs> a dollar and a half. <laughs> she, um, he ends up carrying her to his spare bedroom or his bedroom. Yes. And, uh, she, he ends up, I think, staying in the living room or something. And, um, and it's, um, Yeah, go. I think you should chime
2: in here. Eventually, uh, he ends up moving to Philadelphia to sell. I forgot what it was, but he starts selling something. They break up, but the play also goes to Philadelphia because a theater fell out, and there's going to be an opening night.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: There's a party. She gets really upset because she hears this old dude who's one of the financiers, who kind of looks like the guy on the Monopoly uh, board. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Talk. Mm -hmm. She hears him talking about her. She kicks everybody out. Pat comes over. And then this young actress comes to their door because she hears that these guys want to beat him up.
0: That's, uh, uh, I think that's Peggy, isn't it? Peggy, yep. Yeah.
2: Peggy comes to the door. Peggy uh, upsets Dot. Yes, Dorothy. Dorothy. And Dorothy basically sprains her ankle. She can't do the show. They call in Always On Anna.
0: Uh, anytime Annie
2: Anytime Annie Anytime
0: Annie Who's played by Ginger Rogers I think she's the one That always has a date
2: Yep <laughs> sounds like She's DTF to me Anytime Annie
0: Oh my goodness
2: oh, I bet she was something Before Electricity
0: Alright right, all alright 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 right, Go jo, on, go, let on. Me
2: go on Anytime Annie says Listen I'm an attention whore I really want this part But if we're gonna be Brutally honest
0: She never said that By the way
2: Was easy, You know I used to go with my girl...
0: Peggy Sawyer. Peggy
2: Sawyer. She's like, her voice
0: dinner. isn't as good as Dorothy's, but she can dance rings around Brock's, Brock.
2: They call Peggy into the room, and they work with her for the next five hours, have the opening show, and Peggy, like, kills it. Yep. And at the end of the night, everybody's saying, I think she's going to be a celebrity. Yeah, the pro- and they, they
0: almost canceled the show,
2: yep. the producer yeah. sits down. I forgot his name Marshall Julian Julian Marsh. Marshall. Julian Marsh. Marsh. and that's where the movie ends,
0: yeah, that was that was really fun. There was a lot of um and you do actually see um the the entire show uh towards the end. Of you the, see a portion you, you see a, well, you see a good portion of yes. it, maybe not the entire show, but a good portion of it. and um how how good an actor some uh, the uh, Peggy Sawyer was in that. Musical and she, and, and I liked what Dorothy told her before she got out because I thought she was going to, you know, beat her up or something. And she's like, listen, kid, you are going to be good. You know, I, I, I did this for a long time. I was an actress for five years and now it's your turn. So she basically gives her the baton and she says, you're going to go in there, a kid, but you're going to come out there. You, you, you have to come out there as a star. Or you have to finish at the start, whatever she said.
2: I like the behind the scenes thing where Peggy's waiting to go on, and the producer's like, Oh, we got to do this. Uh, the fate of the entire company rests on you. Don't mess this up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny.
0: Yeah. And then how they, how they, um, she gets into, uh, where the cast is, and she, she quickly says her long, her, her line, Oh, Jim, it was so grand of you to come, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a beginning of, um, the uh, the, uh, before the curtain call. And, um, it was a super fun movie and I think there was a part where he was working these um these dancers to death, right?
2: So- he tells them it's gonna be five weeks of intense rehearsal. Yep. And it's gonna be like the hardest work you've ever done. But at the end of this five weeks we're gonna have a show. Yeah. You know what movie this reminded me of? But and I'm not sure why, it's the Matthew McConaughey one where he's um he's animated. Sing. Sing it yes. kind of reminded me of sing
0: really why is that
2: i don't know just the idea of everybody putting on a show together and things are falling apart a little bit at the edges
0: except uh seeing their animals that Correct. are putting a show together and i thought that was very creative yes yeah
2: i uh enjoyed this movie i i wish i could have followed it a little bit better mm. but i'd give it probably a strong seven or or a low eight
0: I, I would give it, uh, between, uh, I would give it a strong, I would give it a strong seven for sure. Yeah. A strong, uh, between a seven and an eight. So probably about a seven and a half to eight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, r- really fun. I thought that the, um, uh, the music was great. I thought that the singing was, was really fun. Like I, I thought the men who were singing in this, uh, in this uh play were was really really good actually. Well except for the one guy that sounded like a sheep. But besides that, yeah. It worked out. <laughs> The one guy that sang about being young and healthy, I thought he was a great singer. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's such an interesting reflection of the time too. Yeah. Like when she says dot is like, I have a dollar fifty, so let's we could get like a cheap motel room. I'm thinking where could you get something like that today? <laughs>
0: Yeah, what could you buy for a dollar and a half? Yeah. Not a lot. (laughs) But that was expensive back then. I mean...
2: (laughs) Yeah, and we've decided that next week we're going to do a thirties themed I think
0: that'd be really fun. We
2: haven't selected the movies, but I do think we're going to have a good time. Uh, What does Peggy Mm -hmm. teach us about showing up and doing the work?
0: Um... Well, I think that it sh- she shows us that even though she wasn't an understudy study for her, she this was going to be her chance to show everybody that she is uh, she can come out on top. She may be a novice, she may be a young a young woman, but she really want she she uh, was willing to do all the work. At a, at a moment's notice. It says a lot yes. about someone that's willing to do the work at a moment's notice.
2: What does any time Annie teach us about generosity?
0: <laughs> um, Well, I think. Uh, yeah, that, I was surprised. I thought she was going to be the one to do it. I, I thought, did too. I thought she was going to be the one to do it. I, that really surprised me. I thought she was going to – because she she basically said, well, I could do it, but I think you should let this – you should give this girl a chance. I think that she saw potential potential in this young woman, and she said, you know what? Let her have this chance. I could do it, but she might actually be good. So I was very surprised, and she was even she was even encouraging her to do it, and so was Dorothy, which probably gave her a really – good boost of encouragement. And so that's how she was able to do it.
2: I look at it as anytime Annie has some issues. Yep. But game recognizes game. Yep. And if you really care about the craft that you're a part of, regardless of whether it's you or not, you want somebody with a skill to succeed Mm. so that that craft has a better spotlight shined on it.
0: I think back on my former flute teachers, right? The one that really stands out to me was my eighth grade band director. And one of them that stood out to me, he really gave me a chance. I mean, I was one of many students in his classes, but he knew that I had potential to be in a band with kids that were exceptionally good at their instrument. And then later on, uh, participate in a festival with six, with, the uh, with, uh, 600 other kids. I mean, how many kids get that opportunity to do that? Um, and I think about that. I'm like, I'm, I am so thankful that, that one teacher thought I was good enough to have a chance at this. And, and I think that Annie and Dorothy knew that this girl had potential uh, to make it happen for her. Nice. Yeah.
2: What does Marsh teach us about pushing ourselves too hard mm. or about how maybe we could phrase it that way or about how insanity and creativity are kissing cousins, if you will.
0: Um. What did, did he mention why he was sick? We We don't know the specifics,
2: but we know that he has had mental breakdowns before. Mm. And his doctor says, you risk dying or having another mental breakdown if you continue to work on plays like this.
0: Mm. Well, let's see. Um, I've been around some insane (laughs) – I don't know if insane is the right word. But um, I've been around some people that were like perfectionists, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's not always a good thing to be a perfectionist, but it, you also shouldn't accept mediocrity Mediocrity when you're working with performers or when you're trying to put on a show, right? But I think that um, it says a lot about pushing people to do better because if if you don't get that push, you're not going to work harder, right? You're not going to work harder to achieve that goal. And I think that's what he was trying to do as much as I thought he was insane, Working these people to death, um but they gave they gave a good show, they worked hard, they did what they were told to do, and they did it uh they finished strong and I think that's that's something that they could be proud of And sometimes they need that push,
2: yes, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about these characters? Maybe the old creepy guy who invested $70,000 into the show.
0: Yeah, the one that's like, have you ever ever been married? (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was funny. I wasn't sure if he was drunk. Well, one of the guys did get very, very drunk, though.
2: I think the old creepy guy did at one point. Okay. At the night before the debut. I don't think that uh, moderate audiences would really like him. Yeah, because of you know how creepy he is. But,
0: but there was the other guy. I Remember that other guy that said that, that um it's possible that Dorothy can't be in the show, right?
2: I don't remember that it's possible. Well, I zoned he
0: it. well, he was one of the he was one of the 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 guys that was at that party, but he was he was drunk too, and I think um he was trying to um get a hold of Dorothy.
2: That's the old creepy guy. Babe.
0: Is it the old creepy guy? Okay, there was another one that was like, "Have you ever been married?"
2: I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same person.
0: No, we're not. It's a okay. different guy. Okay. Different guy. That's... Two different people.
2: What do you think of the old creepy rich dude?
0: Yeah, it was weird. Oh. He was weird. That, one was, that guy was kind of straight.
2: Do you think this movie, and I know you haven't read up on it,
0: Mm-mm.
2: but is it possible that this is a accurate ref- reflection of what working on plays was like on the East Coast in the early 1930s?
0: I would imagine so, and I'll tell you why. Because when I was in college and I was in the um, the music program, my teacher was explaining to us that music schools on the East Coast, especially New York, like when you go to Juilliard, very competitive, right? Very, very competitive. You have to kind of prove yourself. And I think um, New York – not New York, I'm sorry – uh
2: i think they were they, they were in new york practice in new york but they debuted in philadelphia
0: but i i would imagine that any kind of art schools on the east coast have a competitive uh, nature to them that's how they how that's how they run things
1: hmm.
0: that's how i see it on the west coast maybe not so much but on because i don't think competitiveness is always a good thing um but on the east coast yes they're very competitive, and I think still competitive today.
2: Is there anything else you want to say about this movie?
0: No, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think uh, it's worth watching, and um, if you want a fun movie musical, I know some people don't like musicals, but I like them a lot, and this one is worth watching.
2: For me, it depends on the musical, but there's definitely some good ones out there. Yes. And this one felt good. Like, it's all the music good. that is in the movie is up on stage.
0: Yeah, and they're actually doing it live, and I think it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yes, yes.
2: yes. So see, 40 seconds sweet.
0: 40 seconds sweet.
2: Sweet of 40 seconds? Yes. j Yeah. Let's talk about dinner.
0: It was really good.
2: What did we make?
0: We made uh we made um some really good Asian noodles. Um I uh I had like a bunch of ramen noodles. You were um you were working on the noodles, and you also did the the carrots, right? Chopped the carrots, uh, and and you also cooked um, the broccoli. Yep, that was amazing. And then I made I was in charge of making the sauce, and I have to say, it turned out really good.
2: I thought it was good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I wish you had like a little bit of a bigger pot, just so we could have cooked all the noodles at once, and yeah, I wasn't I know. doing it in batches. I know. But in the end, it came out tasting awesome
0: i thought i thought it tasted awesome i have quite a bit left over to uh to uh to eat and um it's it's good stuff um eventually i would like to get a much bigger pot because i've been using smaller pots and i i i want a pot that i can actually make you know spaghetti in or um or more you know ramen noodles in i don't know you know it just just um, a bigger pot for that, and uh, eventually I will get one. Oh, good. Good. Oh, good. It was it was so good.
2: It was, babes. Mm-hmm. J-Lo. Yes. Did you? Oh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about the dinner?
0: Uh, we finished off the cookies I bought. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, later on, because our 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 bellies were pretty full, and um,
2: we did that between the first and second movie.
0: Yeah, we kind of took a break and thought, you know what? I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let us finish the rest of the cookies, and they were good, and, um, I should buy, I should buy more of those, but anyway, um, dinner was great, and, uh, and I remember how good it they turned out the last time we made them, and I'm, um, and I think that the, the ginger and the soy sauce, not just the peanut butter, but the ginger and the soy sauce really made that peanut sauce, um, very, very yummy. It's
2: part of the recipe, babe. I know. Yes.
0: No, I know. I, didn't. I know it It just brings out the flavor. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, but. good,
2: babes. We finished movie night fairly early. It was before 930.
0: It was. Yes. But it was a very good uh, good uh, couple hours we'll spend.
2: Did you have any dreams last night?
0: I did not. I was trying to get to sleep, but no, I, I did not have any dreams.
2: I had a couple weird ones. Oh,
0: okay. yeah.
2: The first one, I was... Riding in the car with this guy, we were both on the front row, and he was talking to me about different bridges around town and how he moved to Portland, I believe, in 1989. Hmm. There was some bridge that he had known about for about 13 years that was a secret bridge, and he wanted to take me over it. So we'd go over the bridge, and then that's when I woke up.
0: That is so weird. It was
2: weird. Mm-hmm. The other dream I had is going to shock you involved Clubhouse. <laughs> Okay. All right. I fall back asleep and I take my iPad out of my pocket, turn on Clubhouse. You were in a chat room with a good friend of mine. When I joined the conversation, you were talking to him about how I made you some really good barbecue chicken for breakfast. (laughs) and Which is
0: kind of funny. How
2: much you like cooking and whatnot. Uh There was... A lady in the chat room who was moderating and started talking about how she started working with, like, babies when she was 11 and living in Baltimore. (laughs) I said, this is a boring conversation. I got to get into it and mix things up. And that's when I woke up.
0: But you never talked at anything.
2: I don't believe so. I was just listening to y'all.
0: That's hilarious. Yes. To y'all.
2: Yes, yes, yes. To y'all. That is really funny. Yes, baby.
0: Yes, that's...
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, you will. Ash White.
2: Ash White. Is there anything else that uh, you want to talk about, babes? Uh,
0: no, there isn't. Um, uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think that... Um, uh, I just think that we had a really fun day yesterday, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good movies, and i um, interested to see what we wa- What we decide to watch next week.
2: Oh, I remembered what I was going to ask you. What's that? What self-love exercises do you plan on doing over the next, let's say, five days?
0: Hmm. I don't know if you would call it self-love because I, I, I don't really get the whole self-love thing. But um, I'll just say that there are things that need my attention, and I hope I'm able to accomplish them. Like, you know, like mundane things like paying bills and doing a little bit of cleaning. Yes. <laughs> I need to clean. Yes.
2: For me, I need to clean too. And also just look at my diet, be a little bit more proactive there, plus work on getting my clubhouse situation set up to where I could actually broadcast. And I can do that now, but actually record with permission and do it at a high enough quality. Yes. Yes.
0: Right.
2: And I'm excited about doing the men's group tonight. I hope somebody shows up and it's not just me rambling. <laughs> I said in the description, come here or uh, this is only going to be like a five minute thing. I'm not <laughs> staying on all night.
0: Yeah. Is it is it supposed to be like a private thing?
2: It's going to be public, but it's going to be like blind men checking in.
0: Ah. And seeing how
2: we feel and what our week was like. Right, what okay. we plan to do for the following week. That type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I'm excited, babes.
0: Very good.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Is there anything else you want to talk about?
0: I cannot. I'll just say this. I can't believe that um, March is uh, uh, quickly coming to an end mm-hmm. after next week. It's kind of uh, after the beginning of next week. It's kind of strange.
2: But we still got one more week left, babes.
0: We do have one more week left. Yes. That is right. Yes. J-Lo. Yeah.
2: I don't think I've ever kissed anybody. And
0: What? You just kissed me earlier. Did I? You always say that. Is, is, this, is this like a new thing with you where you pretend like you don't know how to kiss anybody?
2: Well, maybe I've forgotten because you...
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I think it's going to be a thing with him now. I've never kissed anybody, and you're the only one here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. good. good,
2: good. Is there anything else you have to say, babes?
0: uh no no i think i'll say happy rest of the weekend to all of you um spend it with those you love if you can yes and uh have a good one yes just have overall have a good one be happy and we'll see you next time
2: do what you love or love who you do
0: (laughs) or what you do yes 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 rather
2: and uh Check out uh, some of the movies and uh, that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. of the ones that we did.
0: They're, they're, they uh, I, I, I recommend. Uh, um, I recommend them both. Yes,
2: I would too. And also the thing with the original, the man who knew too much. This was less than ten years into like sound acting on film, mm. so I love Jimmy Stewart. He's awesome, but he had a little bit more time to learn the craft of a film acting in the right. way that it's it's done, yeah. where you talk, right? Yes. And so I, I think that contributes to it, too. But mm-hmm. it's an interesting movie.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, yes.
2: All right, babes.
0: All right. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye for now. Until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.